just think it, I know it They hate you first and they in love with you This life can get hard but keep going One of me work like a bunch of you Look to the sky like, oh lord Believe in me, see I'm untouchable I'm gonna get where I'm going You ain't doing it if you comfortable If you just chilling, then how you progressing We all facing problems, the problems are testing The pain hurt my chest, burning like cigarettes But I'ma just fight it, I'm ready to get it Words that I use in my sentence Hey, we wanna welcome everybody back to another great episode of the Daily Dose of Discomfort I'm Ryan I'm Joel And we're back everybody Had a little bit of a hiatus, it's summer vacation So forgive us a little bit for missing some episodes here and there but yeah i've been i've been traveling a little bit makes it you have man where where were you at uh so this past week i was in uh Sevierville, tennessee pigeon okay. forge I'll smoky buy, mountains yeah i'll buy gatlinburg and what yeah we can we can just call them the smoky mountains and be done with it there yeah so i mean what were you doing out there i i know you had to get you some airbrush t-shirts maybe you know some vanity plates or something because it's all uh rickety trinkets out there but yeah it's a lot of trinkets a lot it actually it, it's more touristy than i realized out there like in the past when i've gone there i always just like hike and you know sort of stay out in the woods this is my first time getting into gatlinburg and pigeon forge a little bit uh there's a lot of trinkets yeah now did you trinkets. try did you try the pancakes out there from like I think it's called the pancake pantry or something? No, like there that. were so many pancake places that like I just I actually didn't go just like out of spite. I'm like, I feel like they want me to have pancakes, so I refuse to. They're, they're like stop forcing this down my throat. Like I don't I don't want your pancakes that much. What what's weird to me about that place is that just like you said, they're everywhere. But there's so many of them. Unless you've been, you don't realize it. They're like gas stations. They're oh yeah, on it's every on corner. every corner. It's <laughs> on every corner. There's and a it's the same house. place, right? It's a chain, and they're all up and down that main road. And like, they, but they have like slightly different names too. Yeah, I, 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 and, uh, and every business there, every single business says that this is the number one spot in Gatlinburg. It's like number one pancake house in Gatlinburg, number one pancake house in the country, number one this, number one that. Every single business there claims to be the best at it. Well, surely one of them's got to be the best, though. Probably, but like I don't, you know, I can only eat so many pancakes. I don't got time to figure that out. You should have made that just your vacation, just up and down the strip. Like, just all eat right, pancakes, yeah. th- two to three times a <laughs> We're day. We're gonna eat pancakes <laughs> here, and then for lunch we'll eat pancakes there, and dinner. Guess what? Pancakes, but over here <laughs> we're just eating them. They uh, there's one spot out there that has some pancakes, and you can tell this is my inner fat kid coming out. Where inside them is like a a syrup kind of deal, but it's like peanut butter. So oh, it's like a liquidy uh, peanut butter inside of there, and then the sauce is like a chocolate sauce that they drizzle over the top. <laughs> and I think they actually bake chocolate chips also into the pancakes. So it sounds like a good way to ruin your day. Like you just like wake up like, hey, I don't want to be productive or like I want to feel terrible for the next like three to four hours. Yeah, that one I want to say you got to have for dinner because that's got to be your that's your end of your day right there. You're not getting anything else. Right. Yeah, that's more of a a late night pancake. It's not really the early morning guy. I'll tell you what. Now I want some pancakes. Yeah, I'm kind of getting there now. Keep talking about them. (laughs) I wish I would have gotten I wish I would have tried them. Well, now now you've got something to do. Next time you go, you know. This is all about pancakes. You just tell we your did, girl. Uh, we did zip lining, and we did we did like the, uh, what's it called, the alpine coaster, like the roller coaster goes through the mountains, did the zip line. That was cool. Did you do the uh, sky lift thing? The, uh, yes. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember what it, I mean, that little trolley thing that goes yeah, up Yeah, the, the gondola or whatever down. it there is. There it is, yeah, yeah, that gondola thing. Yeah. I always have a good time down there, but I always spend a bunch of extra money that I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's, I said, it's very touristy. I mean, they like, it, you wouldn't think because it's in the, you think of it in the Tennessee in the mountains, you wouldn't think of it being like a real like high dollar tourist area, but it is. They hammer you. Yeah. Did, did you get to try out the, um, Ripley's, uh, aquarium? No, the, the lines were just nuts. I mean, the, the amount of people that were there, people are out, people are out and about, you know, traveling and the lines were just so crazy. Didn't, didn't even get to that. Well, I tell you what, man, America, once they opened up the, the gates a little bit, everybody took that full stride, didn't they? Oh man, they came rushing through. I mean, it, I mean, it was like just walking in the whole city. It was like shoulder to shoulder. I mean, it was just nuts how many people were there. We did, like you mentioned, the gondola, the trolley thing. It, I think it was an hour and a half. We waited Wait, in line mm-hmm. to go up that. Yeah. Yeah. Which which I don't do well with lines. So like a- after that, I was just burnt out. Like, I- I'm not going to do that again. I don't care what it is or how much I want to see it. <laughs> Yeah, that I I can see it already. I mean, when I tried to buy tickets for pretty much any show this year, they sold out relatively instantly. I mean, you've got to be ready to pull the trigger right then because everybody is just so tired. And it wouldn't and it wouldn't normally even be like you know some shows or some entertainers you're used to that or you expect that they're going to sell out real quick. But it's happening with like you know people who normally would would struggle to sell out a show. It's like oh, it's gone. And, and yeah, and they're selling out much bigger venues probably than they're used to right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I'm I'm the same. I'm the same as everybody else. I right, you're, get out you're of the buying house. the tickets. Yeah. You're out there doing it. So I mean, <laughs> I would say I probably go to two shows maybe a year, if even that. And this year, I think I've got tickets for six or seven shows. And I'm still looking to add stuff. And this is just in the second half of the year. So yeah. You're, you're yeah. really packing it in. <laughs> I didn't even do anything at the beginning of the year. And now I'm like, just give me all of it. Give me every concert. Give me every comedy show. I just want to see everything every weekend. Let me be doing something. Because we've just been so locked up, so bored for so long, man. Yeah. I'm over People it. People want to get out. I mean, I, I'm glad that we're able to, if we're able to do it safely. Like, you know, I'm not. Not mad at it. That's why we got vaccinated, right. so that we could be out and enjoying the world again, man. And I'm I'm excited to kind of do it. So let's kind of talk to everybody a a little bit about what we were talking about earlier, and probably the best way to explain it is um, fear of of progression, right? Just kind of yeah. how we. Um, we get a fearful of the potential of greatness or, I mean, really, as we were kind of explaining it, it's, it's more how our safety nets can end yeah, up becoming yeah. our parachutes. I think it's the safety net more than anything. And I think we maybe have touched on this before, but, you know, we need to bring it up again because, you know, I'm continuing to struggle with it. So, like, let's talk about it. Yeah. So you always hear someone else's story, right? And, and you always, you look at where they're at. And you're like, okay, they're successful. They're doing something they enjoy doing. I want that. 
And then they'll tell you like, okay, yeah, well, you know, I lived out of my car for six months and then I slept on couches for a year after that. And I, I struggled for probably three years before I became successful. And you're like, oh, well, I don't want to do that. I, I don't want to struggle for, for all that time. Or, or, I'm, or, I'm fr- or even if I think I'm willing to, that initial leap forward into the struggle is, is very difficult to do. Over, overcoming that fear of well, what if I don't make it? What if, what if it's harder than I think? And, and it ends up, you know, taking me even further back than I think I could deal with. Well, nobody wants to be uncomfortable. That, that's kind of how we came up with the name of this podcast. Is that things that are worth having are going to make you a little bit uncomfortable, but are you willing to be uncomfortable a little bit to get there? And, you know, some, I think all of us in, in one way or another, a lot of us w- would, but the biggest problem is it's hard to step out of being comfortable. It's one thing if you lose your job and now you've got to go find another one. You know, you're, you're that's a good kick in, in the butt. Right, you're, and, you're back against the wall. Like, I, I have to go do this. Right, so you've got to make it happen. And, you know, a lot of us can thrive in that. I can thrive in that. But what what about... When you have a decent job, at least paying wise, it, you might hate it. You hate the experience. You hate showing up. You dread it. But what makes you more fearful? You're losing your house, not having money for food. So you stay there rather than, you know, it's one thing if what you're trying to find is another job, right? You want to go work for a different company and you're, you're at a crappy company. Well, you're not going to leave until you go find something else. But what if what you're trying to do is start your own business? And now you have this comfortability. And in order to be successful at you know, this endeavor, it requires you to now leave it and go put yourself at risk of losing right, these things. It, it, it would be rare that you could have another business and be successful when you're just dipping your toes in when, when you're just, you know, when, when you still have the full-time job and you're putting just a little bit of, of time into it, maybe on the weekend or on a day off, it, it's going to be hard to really grow and be successful with that business. There, there, yeah, exactly. There are certain jobs where that would be fine, you know, especially if you're just looking for some side income, but if you're wanting to replace your job, how are you going to do it with, with a job, you know? Like you couldn't run a restaurant part time, you know, just in your your spare hours, right? Outside of your normal eight to five Monday through Friday, unless all you're serving is hot dogs outside of a bar, like or that, you know, you're doing street meat. You're just trying to get somebody to get a little a little something when they're drunk. I mean, right. the majority you'd have to leave and just try, man, and you might fail, but you're not gonna know until you do attempt it and that's difficult you know it'd be difficult for me it's difficult for a lot of us you know i was talking about my buddy charles what a couple weeks ago and how the way that he had to start his business in order to be successful was he had to leave a good career you know where he was making decent money but he knew that's not what he wanted to do for the rest of his life so he had to to give that up he he acquired some debt, and he put him he, he put his back against the wall, 
and he had to make it happen. And now he's one of the most successful people that, you know, I have in my circle. But it took a it took a leap of faith. Yeah, I mean, so we were doing the, you know, it's sort of an interesting reference. We were doing the zip lining and you're standing on that platform, right? And there's always at least one or two people in the group who, when they get up there, they realize, uh, you know, that's a long way down. I don't think I want to do that. And the uh, the guides that we were that we had were completely insane. Uh, the, the one guy is wearing a nitro circus helmet, you know. So I think he jumps out of airplanes for fun, you know. So zip line for him is pretty mild. Um, so the the one person we were with, they they were they were scared. They when they got up there on the platform, like I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Like, well, it's like you're strapped in, so you're doing it. He just kind of, you know, he's like pick your pick your legs up, and she did, and he just flung her down there. And uh, so she enjoyed herself once she started going, but that initial leap of faith, you know, it's, it's scary. And, and it's sometimes it takes someone sort of flinging you down or, or quintessentially pushing you off into the deep end to, to see if you can swim. I've, I've seen videos of that, but with um, parachuting. Yeah. You know, them in the I can plane. imagine that's like, that's like zip lining only much worse. Yeah. Well, usually though, <laughs> when you're first trying it, they got that, that person strapped on your back, you know, that right. instructor or whatever. So he slides you to the edge of the plane. You're like, no, 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 we're not doing this. He says, it's too late, buddy. <laughs> Woom. And he throws you both out. And yeah. then what, what chance do you have? Like, or what choice? You don't. You're, you're in it. So you can either be super terrified the whole way down. <laughs> Or you can just accept that this is now your fate. <laughs> Live or die, you're out this plane now. So enjoy. Enjoy some of the moments because eventually, hopefully, he pulls that parachute <laughs> and you guys come down to the ground a little bit slower than, than how fast you exited that plane. That's, uh, that's a perfect analogy, man. But how or who is our, our guy strapped onto our back? You know, who, who's our zipline person? that's going to throw us down the chute when we are afraid to take that lead. I think that's your relationships, right? If you, if you have a significant other, you got good friends, people who, who could support you or help you, you know, if you're, if you're struggling. I, I'd a hundred percent agree. I, I think a good friend like me to you, you know, or you to me when I'm, when I'm struggling with something, or trying to find some some guidance. Should I do this? And if I do do this, I mean, kind of what's what's my worst case and what's my best case and what am I hopeful for? I run this through my friends group, and so that somebody could tell me, "Hey, this is a stupid idea," or "This is a good idea," and I think you could be successful at it. And then you you got to not just have people in your circle that are doing that, but that are willing to hold you accountable. You know, you don't just want a bunch of yes people around you that are going to tell you, yeah, that's a great idea. But when, you know, you struggle with the implementation of it or you're fearful to to take that leap, somebody that's going to stand behind you and say, listen, Joel, or listen, Ryan, you had this idea, you you wrote out your plan, What what's holding you up? Why, yeah, why, like, why what have you been jump? doing to take further steps towards it? Yeah, you, you need you need people that that'll give you that accountability that are willing to push you in that direction, because otherwise it's easy for all of us to come up with something that we think is going to be good, but then just kind of give up on it. You know, the first sign of adversity, adversity keeps a lot of people from their greatness. 
Fear keeps a lot of people from their greatness. And I was talking to a friend of mine the other day that um, you need you need worker ants, man. You know, like the ant colony doesn't work without without worker ants. Not everybody can be, you know, the it's a queen, isn't it, for an ants for ant piles? I think it is. Yeah, it's queen. yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Kind of, kind of having the babies, and everybody else is like doing all the stuff around it. Bees. There we go. We'll just go with bees because I do know that there's a queen bee when it comes to all that. And there's some that do the protecting. There's some that do the foraging. You know, then there's a queen that's doing, you know, everything else, keeping the whole hive together. You got to have these in the hierarchy, but you need to come to grips with, you know, what it is that you want to be. If that's all you want to be, then you might not do much exploring if you just want to be a worker. You might be afraid to to take that. But if you're thinking you want to you want to lead your own hive one day, that's not going to come without risk. It's not going to come without challenges. It's not going to come without being afraid of of some things tomorrow. But it's really just relying on the idea of if you've if you've accomplished some things through adversity, if you've had some success in life, you know, I look at my life and I you know, I used to have this mentality when I worked at this company when I was real young, this electronics company. And they kind of instilled it in us. So this was like 2008, 2009, you know. So this was during like that that big recession. And they had us, had it really drilled into us that, you know, if we leave this company, chances are pretty good. We're not going to be able to find another job. Right. And I, I remember that. I remember like, well, you know, it's not a good market right now. Yeah. You're going to be broke. You're going to lose your house or apartment. You know, you're going to, you're going to go hungry and that's, that's scary. That's terrifying, especially during that time, man. That, like, that was really terrifying. And do you, do you think that they said it with some sort of good intention or was it more no. like a scare tactic? It was, uh, it was pure evil. They, they want, I mean, this company had horrible tactics, but they absolutely just wanted to have everybody so scared so that they wouldn't have to retrain anybody or not retrain, have to train anybody new. Um, so they could kind of keep up with their status quo because that would help with their, their sales. But as, as you know, a young adult, you're that malleability of you, um, you know, you start to get a little bit harder. It's like clay. You know, you you dry clay in a kiln, but you probably dry it slowly too, and it's going to go from being soft to hard. And that's what they did with us. They molded us a certain way, and that carried on, you know, even to a degree to this day where I've never, every time I've ever left a job, right, I've always gotten something better that pays more that I enjoy a little bit more. And even if I'm only moving the, the needle marginally, I've always moved it a little bit in that direction through every career, you know, change that I've done. Right. However, it's easy to forget that you've always moved up and forward a little bit each time because that that fear factor of, well, what if I hate this job? What if they fire me as soon as I get there? What if, you know, I I, I just lose it all? What if what if I just can't do it? You know, there that that just hangs over your head. And that's probably also kept me from making some some beneficial moves in my life. But just having that that fear 
You know, if you can push through it, then you you can start looking at your life as a whole and think, well, even though I was afraid to leave that job, what happened when I did leave it? I found a better job that I enjoyed more that paid me more. And then right. when I left that one, what happened? I, I had the same feelings, but I ended up with a better job that paid me more that I enjoyed more. And and if you're seeing that no matter what, you when your back was against the wall, you still were successful that you pushed through. Those moments are what you really need to lock into your memory. You know, it's it, it's easy for all of us to have a short memory, especially when we're afraid. Right, you're living in the moment. You're like, you know, you're thinking about right now versus looking at like your history or some other things that you've done. Yeah. Ha- have have you done it before? Have you have you had success outside of this? And if so, why should you believe that you won't be able to do the same thing again? It's it's terrifying, man. It's terrifying for all of us. And I know it's terrifying for you. I mean, you've got a relatively high-paying job. You've got really decent benefits, you know? But ultimately, you hate it. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, but that's that's really what it boils down to. It's like, am I going to sit in moderate comfort to, to not risk sacrificing other things that I have, you know, at what point is, is enough enough standing on the deep end? Eventually you got to just jump in. There's this idea out there that you've got to love your job, you know, like you're going to find a job one day that you love so much that it won't even feel like a job. And I do believe for the vast majority of us that that's not true. I, I think that, you know, the key to life. rare. Yeah. I think the key to having enjoyability out of it is just finding a job that it's not draining on you. You know, it doesn't drain your psyche. Mm-hmm. It doesn't drain you emotionally. And you can use the funds from it to, you know, fund the things that you do enjoy, your hobbies, your life. You know, that's, that's, that's a part of it. But, and this is the biggest but, if that, that job or career that you're in is draining, if it is sapping the life out of you, then that is not a place that you need to be. You know, you 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 don't stay at the place that makes you feel like crap, that makes you hate your life. If it's making you miserable, then it doesn't matter what it pays. If it's probably detracting, you know, from the longevity of your actual life, how long you're going to be on this planet. If you enjoy being here and you hate this place and it gives you anxiety, you got to change. You, you've got to find something different. Eventually. Or you're, you're just going to sit Event- Well, yeah. It just drains. Like you said, if, if it's draining on you and it's taking away from your happiness and if you're there five or six days a week is it is it worth it to only have one day or two days of moderate comfort yeah and and then you have you have that dread uh, dread of when you have to go back in makes it not worth it anyways yeah look, look at your life like this like you you sleep for most of us what six to eight hours a night okay so that's a third right we'll just call that a third and then if you're working any kind of normal job, you're probably at least working eight hours a day. So there's your other third. 
So you get, you got two thirds of your life, one third of it wrapped up into a thing that's just healing and and you know remaking your body a little bit. The other third, if that's being put into something that absolutely makes you miserable, it's going to be hard to really enjoy this last little third that you have because you're probably going to be stressed out about one third of this. So now you're just yeah. in a cycle of like I can't wait to just go back to sleep or let me live for the weekend so that I can have some moments that don't make me miserable. And then inevitably after Sunday comes, guess what What comes right after that Monday? If you're dreading yeah. that Monday, it's going to come back around. You know, every two days you'll get another five-day dose of it. <laughs> so when when do we finally start to look at the writing on the wall, right? When do we finally start to accept that this isn't right? And when do we start making those changes? Like for you, Joel, just, and this is probably a hard question to answer for the people out there, but what's the writing on the wall for you? I think time frame is, is now. And we've talked about that in the past about, about researching and finding good ways to, to start taking those steps. Give yourself some time to write things down and find out like like we said, to to really just truly enjoy a job and think that it's, you know, like it's not going to work is probably rare, and, and that's maybe not realistic to expect that. But to find some things that you would get better gratification out of, to find some things that you would feel more useful at, that you you would at least not dread, right? So start writing some things down, and then hold yourself accountable. Find someone else who will hold you accountable talk to them about it, set up whatever a weekly, if it needs to be like a weekly check-in say, Hey, what, what steps have you taken towards some of these goals? It, it can, it can be that. Making sure that, you know, we're writing it down. So I, w- I was kind of thinking about this earlier, you know, sometimes we're in misery because we can't see the light at the end of the tunnel. But I think for some of us, the problem is, is that we've not established what the light is. So it's hard to it's hard to know that you're approaching your goal if you don't know what that even looks like. You know, so when when are you almost done drudging through this stuff? So l- let's say you're you're trying to start a business, right? Um well how do you know when you're approaching the time to start the business? What metrics have you set for yourself? Do you know you need to have a certain amount of money, you know, liquid so that you can quit your job? Do you know that you've got a, you need to have a website set up and you need to have advertisements done? Um, you need to have some employees, whatever. H- have, have you taken any of those steps? Have, have you at least written that down, you know, and have an outline of what this looks like? If you have none of this, you're, you're not going to have any markers. You're not going to have any points to look at to know that you're getting close to approaching the time. So it's going to be very easy to just keep kicking that goalpost a little further down the way. Yeah, there's a big difference between a, an actionable plan and then just daydreaming. If, if you just daydream and say, oh, I'd, I'd like to have my own business, I'd like to leave my job, but you never take any steps whatsoever towards achieving that, then that's just daydreaming. Which is fine. You know, all of us daydream a little bit. Daydreaming right. will probably lead you to a good idea at some point. I'm with that. But are you trying to turn it into something that you can live your life with? 
at some point we got to stop daydreaming. We got to start taking a little, you know, a little bit of some action. It's a, it can be a small step. It doesn't have to be a huge thing, but you know, the small steps are important. I think the key, really, just to a successful life, man, is constantly moving the needle a little bit every day. And I, I was talking to a, a buddy of mine. We, we were at a party, you know, the yesterday or uh, Friday night, and. um we were kind of talking about the progression of our lives because we worked together when we were, you know, 19. I'm 35 now. But we worked together when I was 19, 20, 21, all at this business. We all worked at the same business okay. that kind of instilled this idea to us that if we left, you know, we, our lives would be ruined. And we're all, you know, at least marginally successful now, but far more successful than we were then. And... We were having this conversation in the parking lot, and kind of the key to that for us was was making sure that at least consistently, if not every day, but you know every other day, moving that needle just a little bit more in the direction that we wanted to go. You know, if you want to be in real estate and you don't know where to start, rather than try to take the whole world upon yourself and think, "Well, I need to go get my license right now," because that's that's the key to being a real estate agent is having a real estate license. How about just picking up a book on real estate? Let's read a chapter today. You know you know nothing about real estate. Let's learn something about real estate. Even even if we we can't, you know, we can't pass a test until we know the the stuff that's on the test. Right, you have to know the material first. Yeah. So let's study a little bit. Let's let's talk to somebody you know, that's a realtor and, and just pick their brains a little bit. And then let's talk to somebody else the next day. Let's get on a forum where somebody's discussing a thing. You know, let's get on Reddit and let's look some stuff up. Let's get on YouTube and watch some videos. There is something, even if you have no money, there is something out there that you can get access to that will move that needle just a little bit further. Until we can get to a place where we can save some money, you know, until we get till we get enough of it saved up that we can quit our job and take a leap on ourselves, you know, having these things in mind so that we can start to see that we're approaching that light at the end of the tunnel so that we know it's go time. You know, you don't have to have your go time tomorrow. Now, not every one of our goals is going to be accomplishable in a year. You know, not every business are we going to be ready to to launch in a week. But the, the key is just moving ourselves a little bit more forward so that we know when it's time and being able to identify that effectively, you know, is going to have us at a point where we're not 60, 70, 80 years old and we're looking back and we're kicking ourselves because we didn't, we didn't take a leap. We didn't try. We didn't at least try. I think I think we all can agree that you know once we're old if if we can at least look back and say like we gave effort man we we gave it a go I didn't I didn't I wasn't successful and I failed at this thing but I did try to do it is is going to be a life that was f- far more worth living than one where we just we never did anything we never tried anything all we were was a little worker ant we never broke out of our little box, and we just accepted 
This was our path in life. Just try something. Do something. Read a thing. Write something down. Talk to somebody in your circle. You know? Yeah, be, be willing to step out and jump off that platform. Yeah. Just try. I bet you if you do, you're going to find some success. And who knows, you might find your new path in life. Well said. Well, let's get out there, Joel. And let's let's put a little bit of this into practice. What do you think? I like it. I think uh I think I was well said and and let's you know, let's let's put that to action. All right. Well, we'll be back next week. Uh we appreciate everybody joining us and we'll talk to you soon. Colder than December, I'ma bring the fire out. If you wanna enter, homie, this is my house. Life a roller coaster, just enjoy the ride now. Every day I'm closer, daily doses right now.